Good morning, and welcome to Simply Startups. It's Friday, February 16th. On today's show, three Aussie startups raise a whopping $198.4 million this week, while South Korean bio startups collaborate with Hongnong Singapore. Plus, WeWork Labs has ambitious plans to catalyze 60,000 DPIIT-registered startups in the coming years. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Startups. We start off with an exciting update from the startup world. This week, three Australian startups have collectively raised nearly $200 million in funding. These companies are addressing some of the most pressing tech challenges of our time, including cybersecurity, quantum computing, and AI. Here to discuss this further is our correspondent for Simply Startups. Let's start with BugCrowd, which secured the largest amount of funding this week. Yes, BugCrowd, a crowdsourced security startup, has secured $156.2 million in strategic growth financing. This funding round was led by U.S. investors General Catalyst, Costanoa, and Rally Ventures. The company plans to use this capital to embark on a new phase of global expansion and innovation in cybersecurity solutions. BugCrowd's platform connects organizations with a global network of ethical hackers to identify vulnerabilities before they can be exploited. That's quite impressive. What about Dirac? They've also secured a significant amount of funding. Indeed, Dirac, a quantum computing startup, raised $23 million in an extended Series A funding round. The round was led by the dedicated quantum technology fund Quanta Nation, with Higgins Family Investments and the University of New South Wales also participating. Dirac aims to transform quantum computing by handling everything from the creation of the quantum hardware through to its real-world applications. And finally, we have Marco, which has secured funding less than six months after closing its seed funding round. Can you tell us more about this startup? Marco, an Australian startup, has secured $19.4 million in Series A funding. The company is developing a vector search engine powered by AI. With this new funding, Marco plans to establish its headquarters in San Francisco while still maintaining a presence in Melbourne and London. It's certainly an exciting time for startups. And speaking of which, South Korean bio startups are making strides in their expansion efforts thanks to a collaboration between Hongnung and Singapore. Here to discuss this development is our correspondent, Bella. Can you tell us more about this collaboration and how it's aiding the growth of these startups? Certainly, David. While the details are still emerging, it's clear that this collaboration between Hongnung, a hub for bio startups in South Korea, and Singapore, a global biotech hotspot, is creating opportunities for these startups to expand their reach and influence. This partnership is expected to provide these startups with access to new markets, resources, and technologies, thereby accelerating their growth. Interesting. And what does this mean for the bio startup scene in South Korea? This collaboration could be a significant boost for the bio startup scene in South Korea. By partnering with Singapore, these startups are gaining exposure to a global market and potentially attracting international investment. This could lead to increased innovation and competition within the industry, which is beneficial for both the startups and the consumers of their products. And how does Singapore factor into this? What benefits does this collaboration bring to them? 
Singapore is a well-established hub for biotech, and this collaboration allows them to tap into the innovative potential of South Korean bio startups. It's a mutually beneficial arrangement. As Singapore can benefit from the unique technologies and products these startups bring to the table, while the startups gain access to Singapore's robust biotech ecosystem. It certainly sounds like a win-win situation. We'll be keeping an eye on how this collaboration unfolds and the impact it has on the bio startup scene. Speaking of impactful collaborations, WeWork Labs, the startup incubator of WeWork, has set its sights on incubating 60,000 DPIIT registered startups in India in the coming years. This comes nearly six years after WeWork Labs launched in India. The incubator has plans to ease access to capital and expand its mentorship pool for startups. Here to discuss this further is Abby, a correspondent for Simply Startups. Can you tell us more about WeWork Labs and its plans? Certainly, David. WeWork Labs is an accelerator program that was launched in 2012 with the aim of promoting global startup interest. It focuses on supporting entrepreneurship through investment and mentorship. Since its launch in India, WeWork Labs has incubated more than 500 startups. Now it aims to incubate the 60,000 startups registered under DPIIT. That's quite an ambitious plan. How does WeWork Labs intend to achieve this? Arvind Radhakrishnan, the associate director and head of WeWork Labs, has stated that they have a strategy to scale the program to a greater number of startups. The startups registered with DPIIT in the metro cities are on their radar. Recently, WeWork Labs conducted its flagship event, Jumpstart, in Bengaluru to open up fundraising and networking avenues for early-stage startups and entrepreneurs. And how did WeWork Labs start? WeWork Labs was launched with the idea of leveraging WeWork's worldwide customer base, which includes a significant portion of startups. The aim was to engage more meaningfully with the diverse talent pool working out of WeWork's co-working spaces by providing mentorship. Over the years, WeWork Labs has evolved through three stages. It started as an incubator, then transitioned into an accelerator program during the COVID-19 pandemic, and finally, it included access to capital as a key part of its offering. Can you tell us more about these stages of evolution? In the first stage, WeWork Labs mentored nearly 60 startups across four office spaces in Delhi, Mumbai, and Gurugram. During the COVID-19 pandemic, it transitioned into an accelerator program with a cohort-based model, which lasted three years. This virtual setup provided deeper insights to startups to augment their journey. The third phase included access to capital, which was identified as a missing piece in the puzzle. WeWork Labs now invests up to $200,000 in pre-seed capital in startups across various sectors. What does the future hold for WeWork Labs? Currently, nearly 330 startups are undergoing acceleration, and this number is expected to touch 1,000 by the end of the year. While metro cities are the center of attention, Startups from Tier 2 and Tier 3 markets could emerge as part of WeWork's focus going forward. WeWork Labs also continues to partner with local initiatives to enter untapped markets. Thanks, Abby. Now, shifting from startups to the intersection of technology and meteorology, imagine being able to predict, several days ahead of a hurricane, the exact location of landfall, the strength of the winds, and the amount of rainfall. This might soon be a reality, thanks to a team of Stanford graduates leading the way in AI-powered weather forecasting. 
Startup Windborne Systems has announced that it outperformed Google's DeepMind in key benchmarks set by US and European government weather models. Here to discuss this further is Celeste, a correspondent for Simply Startups. Can you tell us more about Windborne Systems and their approach to weather forecasting? Certainly, David. Windborne Systems is a startup backed by Cosla Ventures and Footwork. They've developed an innovative approach to weather forecasting using a fleet of around 100 inexpensive, hand-built weather balloons. These balloons gather granular data, which is then analyzed using the same AI techniques that power ChatGPT. The startup's weather mesh system leverages two technology trends, the rapid evolution of AI, algorithms, and the significant reduction in the cost and size of computer hardware and wireless equipment. Interesting. And how do these weather balloons work? Windborne's weather balloons, which cost about as much to manufacture as an inexpensive mobile phone, can orbit around the Earth for weeks. They use AI to precisely control their paths. The startup claims to already operate the world's largest constellation of weather balloons and plans to increase it 100-fold to 10,000 balloons. This would give a small startup as much visibility into the Earth's weather systems as heavily funded government agencies. That's quite impressive. But how does Windborne Systems compare to other players in the field, like Google's DeepMind? In key benchmarks set by US and European government weather models, Windborne Systems has outperformed Google's DeepMind, the current leader in AI weather prediction. This is a significant achievement for the startup and demonstrates the potential of their approach. What could this mean for the future of weather forecasting? The implications are significant. With the ability to predict precise details of weather events days in advance, we could see improved disaster management and response. It could also revolutionize industries that heavily rely on weather forecasts, such as agriculture, energy, and logistics. However, it's important to note that this is a highly competitive field and continued innovation and improvement will be key to maintaining a lead. Indeed, this is a space to watch. Thanks for the insights, Celeste. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Startups. We'll see you back here tomorrow.